in the squadron. They called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Is that Marine still in jail? Can you believe that's happened? That hero, he's a hero. His name is Daniel Penny, and he was arrested this morning. He's being charged. Hey, do me a favor. Bring in Flippin' when you can, okay? This is horrendous. You saw it. We all saw it. And we all know what happened. We've all been there on the subway. Some maniac starts jumping up and down, going crazy, threatening people. If you, uh, have, <laughs> if you've been on the subway, say more than, uh, four days, you're going to see something like that. And this was, it looks like a lot more extreme. Jordan Neely, Jordan Neely, a maniac. And, um, look, I'm sure he had all kinds of emotional trouble. That's not anybody else's problem in that moment, all right? In that moment, when he's going up to people, threatening to kill them, threatening to kill himself, Jordan Neely presented a risk to himself and to everybody on that train. And I'm glad that this guy was there, and I'm heartbroken about what he's going through. You know what's, you know what's going down, right? He had to turn himself in today. The, the, uh, the young Marine, 24 years old, a veteran of the Iraq War. And you saw the videotape. He wasn't like strangling the guy. He was subduing him. He was restraining him. And actually, at one point, it's clear that he was trying to help him, along with other passengers on that train, some of whom happened to be black. Oh, by the way, I noticed something, you know, and I, I maybe you've seen this on my TV show, but do black lives matter? Not really. Unfortunately, no. Black lives only seem to matter for the Black Lives Matter movement when that black life is dead and, and especially, underline, and especially a white person is involved in that death, right? Otherwise, a black person kills a black child. Nobody cares. Our culture doesn't freak out. No, there aren't congressional hearings. Al Sharpton doesn't have a press conference, right? You know why? Because nobody can make any money. Ben Crump can't make money. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez can't put out a, a tweet that's all uh, irate and outraged. No, no, nothing. Nobody can get more power. Nobody can get more status. So it's just everybody. Look, but you get a white person involved, you can claim all kinds of things, white supremacy, racial injustice, this, that, and the other thing. And most importantly, ka-ching. Has Ben Crump come to town yet? Ben Crump, right? <laughs> the attorney. It's amazing. I saw Al Sharpton. He's actually admitted, yeah, we got the community all riled up. The community is all riled up about this. All right, but wait, before we do that, uh, James Flippin is here. James, just bring me up to speed, if you don't mind. Bring everybody up to speed. Is he in jail right now, this guy uh, who, um, what's his name, Daniel Penny? Daniel Penny. Is he in jail? He is not. He was released. Um, he did not enter a plea at his arraignment today. He has been charged with manslaughter. This was through a criminal complaint. Um, it's kind of a little bit confusing for me, not knowing that much about the legal system. I get thrown off a little bit with indictment, charges, grand jury, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, <laughs> maybe we got to send you to uh, social studies class. <laughs> well, <laughs> those things are no, I know, you know, all those things, but you're right. Did the criminal, in other just, words, it didn't go in front of a grand jury. This well, case. Yeah, I know. But not everybody, not everything is presented to a grand jury. I mean, if, you know, if somebody punches somebody in the face and a cop sees it. They arrest him, right? And they can charge him, right? They don't have to present it to a but grand jury. But they didn't jury. arrest him that day. Yeah, I, I don't know what the duration is, but we know the terms. All right. So, what happened? He turns himself in. What happened next? So he turned himself in, and he went in front of a 
judge. You know, he was processed on this charge. Is it on TV, by the way? Is it on TV? Do they have him? He he did the perp walk, if you will. You know, he he gets out of a SUV this morning. He goes with his attorneys into the precinct. I think it was the fifth precinct, if I'm not mistaken. And then is processed, goes through the whole thing. The uh, two detectives take him out of the precinct house again. I don't know where he goes. You know, it's the whole perp walk process. Goes to the courthouse, I guess. And then he was released on bail. So when his attorney came on this morning, you know, the guy who ran for Manhattan District Attorney didn't win, Thomas Kenneth. Yeah. He was on with Sid this morning and explained how it was going to go down. He was confident the guy would get bail. He did get bail. So, no, he's not behind. He's not in jail right now. I'm, I'm watching the perp walk right now. Let me see if anybody says anything. Did they jeer him during the perp walk? Um, it was more, it was attorneys, uh, lawyers, or not lawyers, it was reporters. He's being let out. And they're saying anything to say about the charges. Daniel. Good looking guy, tall, wearing a suit, no tie. And uh, yeah, they hold, do the whole put the hand on the head thing. Huh. All right, so he's, did they, was it a million dollars they had to pay? Like, what, what, was there cash bail? I haven't actually seen the terms on what the bail was, bond, whatever it may be. That I haven't seen. Second degree manslaughter, and I think it's, what, up to 15 years. 15 years, that's serious time. Um, And what about the Jordan Neely family? So they had a press conference today. The family members did not actually speak, kind of alluding to your point earlier, um, it was two attorneys that are representing the family that spoke. All right, we got this all queued up. Let's go ahead and listen, please. Go ahead. Because we all could be one paycheck or two away from that happening to us. We could be one tragedy away from that happening to us. So who are we to look at someone and say they were houseless, so they must be a bad person? Stop. They were houseless. Homeless, right? Okay, houseless, right? This is the political term used now. This, this is the new politically correct. I'm going to stick with homeless, okay? I'm going to stick with homeless. Unhoused is also used. Um, okay, I can also just say, hey, screw you uh, with, with the political correct stuff. This is such a an agenda here. We've all seen, by the way, New Yorkers are compassionate, all right? We know that. But when there's a threat, there's a threat. Can I hear the rest, please? We're houseless, so they must have been about to attack us. They must have been about to hurt us. Stop, stop. If I felt that way, uh, I'd have to strangle 10 people on my way to work. I don't do that, of course. All right. That's not that's not how it works. Oh, this guy this is the dramatics. It's a little bit. It's almost funny. It's comical. I, I have to admit there was one moment where it really was beyond funny because, you know, the the. the Sad story of this guy's life, Jordan Neely, right? Like a sad story, but sad story to a point. I mean, yeah, we all have had tragedy, right? His, his mother died someday. I can't believe it. My mom's going to die. I I mean, I just hate the thought, but it's going to happen. But some of the narrative has been, you know, this is a subway performer. This is a guy who used to dress up as Michael Jackson. This is a guy who also tried to kidnap a seven year old in 2015. This is a guy who punched a 67-year-old woman in the face and broke her nose. This is a guy who assault, assaulted an, uh, an elderly gentleman, a man, uh, a similar fashion, punched in the face. 41 arrests. 41 arrests. I mean, you know, we all have stuff. And he probably had a lot of stuff. In the heat of the moment, what's his name? Penny can't evaluate all this. So his attorney said, you know, Jordan loved Michael Jackson. And just like the song, Man in the Mirror, we're asking you. To look at the man in the mirror or something. Oh, boy, really? Oh, let's hear that. Keep going. Keep going. So we had the right to take his life because our life matters more. That's not the situation we want to live in. That's not the community we want to have. We don't want it where you can kill someone 
because you thought there was a possibility they could do something to you. There was no attack. Mr. Neely did not attack anyone. He did not touch anyone. He did not hit anyone. But he was choked to death. Choked to death. Stop for a second. Stand. Stop for a second. That- it's also the intent. You got to think. He was trying to restrain the man. All right. We haven't heard from all the witnesses. Look, if I think you're about to do something, and I should play this tonight. I should play this tonight. There's a woman. There's a guy yelling his head off at this woman on the subway. They had a little argument, right? And she said to him, you need to take a chill pill. And he said, say that to me one more time. I dare you. Say that one more time. And she looks right at him and says, chill pill. And wow. bam, he, she gets smacked right Yikes. across the face. Not smacked, punched. All right. So, um, and that was, I could have anticipated that beforehand. Something really bad is going to happen here. And you say, hey, man, take it easy. Did he turn in a menacing fashion? I'm sorry. You don't necessarily have to wait. <clears throat> and I'm hearing from all these people, you know, now the lesson is don't do anything. Don't get involved. Don't don't risk it. And I actually am not going to sign up for that agenda. The people are setting, saying that, tweeting that, uh, and I'll get to that in a moment. Keep. Let's go through the rest of this. Choked to death. And that can't stand. That can't be what we represent. Is that it? Can't, well, I want to hear the I want to hear the man in the mirror part. That sounds funny. Keep going. Keep we do have that cut in my in the newsroom right, files. You got more. You got more. Here we go. Oh yeah. So um, who was that guy? He sounded like he was 15 years old. That attorney. <laughs> right. They're definitely younger uh, attorneys looking it's, to potentially make a name for themselves. I guess it sounded a little bit like the guy from the Tennessee Three. I'm sorry, a little <laughs> bit. It just sounded a little bit like that guy. Uh, all right, so uh, I hope this man is okay. I'm, oh, look, I'm rooting for him. I've been there. I know it. I never had to resort to the choke uh, hold. Although, you know what? I don't think it was really technically a choke hold. I think it was more of a it was a restraint, an upper body restraint. Mm-hmm. And there he is. I'm looking at him right now on national news, MSNBC. Um, Mr. Penny, Daniel Penny, uh, going through leaving court. There he is, leaving court. No handcuffs on. Man fought for his country and uh, stuck up for some people on the subway. And they're painting this guy into some sort of saint. They're pa- I'm talking about uh, Jordan Neely. How mm-hmm. about how sickening is Eric Adams? I told you, right? Now, is this his way of kicking cracker ass? Does he want to kick some crack? I keep hearing from people, oh, he's a real reasonable guy. No, he's not. No, he's not. This is not a real reasonable thing to say. Where is this? Uh, cut 23. No family should have to suffer a loss like this. And too many black and brown families bear the brunt of system long overdue for reform. There were many people who did care about a man named Jordan. But it wasn't enough this time. We must keep trying before we lose another Jordan. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is not the way it works. And do I sound a little bit crass? Do I sound a little bit uh, obtuse? I don't care. All right? People die. It happens. Okay? I mean, there. Are, how many murders happened today? We can go look it up. There's a murder that, what time is it? One I'm willing to bet money that somebody's been killed in New York City by right now. Okay? Even if we're 365 days a year, uh, and that, yeah, we have had a homicide. And we will have a homicide today. All right? I don't lose my mind every time it happens. I don't. Uh, I don't have to go through a, 
a grieving process. Right. All right. It's just the way it is. All right. And and to elevate this individual with that kind of record. Let's see here. Um, and, and what the cops have to deal with. Here's Al Sharpton admitting to riling the community up. Cut 24. The family's going to pursue this. They're planning a funeral. All of the community is riled up about it. All of the community is riled up about it. And again, you know why? Because a white person was involved. White, black. White, black. Because most of the crime is people of color harming, unfortunately, hate to say it, but it's true, other people of color, usually poor people of color. And this man was, oh, not something else he has going against him. Not only was he white, not only is he tall, not only is he uh, 24 years old, uh, he's from the suburbs, right? Uh, he would be in another type of trouble if he was, say, from the Upper East Side. So Candace Owens figured this all out. She figured it all out. You know who Candace Owens is. Total champion, all right? Total champion. Listen to this. Cut 26. Bottom line is that white supremacy, racism, white nationalism, words that once held real meaning, have now become nothing more than election strategies. Every four years, the black community has offered handouts and fear. Handouts and fear. Reparations and white nationalism. This is the Democrat preview. Yep. Especially right now. We're, We're gearing up for a big presidential election. We're in it already, quite frankly. And Joe Biden has slipped 30 points with black voters. 30 points. He was at 82%. Now he's down to 52%. And this, what did Al Sharpton say? You rile everybody up, okay? And you got the sickening, fake, yes, enemy of the people playing right along. Cut 22, please. Cut 22. Jordan Neely deserved help. He deserved compassion. And he, like all of us, deserved to feel safe. He had a life that he was living and was reaching for. He really enjoyed Michael Jackson. He had a phenomenal voice. He was a phenomenal dancer, and he enjoyed making people happy. Jordan spent a lot of time on the subway. His life ended on the subway. Yeah, Jordan uh, also spent a lot of time assaulting people, including old ladies, uh, old men, and uh, trying to abduct seven-year-old children. That did not work its way into the narrative. This is classic. This is right out of Bonfire of the Vanities. This has been going on for decades, though, by the way. Um, All right. Well, another New York story, if you will. Thank you, James Flippin. You got it, Greg. Anything, uh, what should we be looking for next? What's up with you and the Mets? You're Uh, wearing a Mets t-shirt, world uh, champion, 1986. Yeah. I mean, number one, the (laughs) t-shirt is... From that era, it's not a new T-shirt, is it? It it's is not- actually a new shirt, well, but it's obviously harkening back to that '86 championship. I'm trying to, re- I'm trying to, re- you know, get the vibes switched up here for the Mets. Things have not been going well, so I, I have no idea how the Mets are doing. Nor do I well. care. Not really? well. Yeah. Whatever. Is it baseball season? I don't. I mean, <laughs> uh, you, you're a very smart guy, very sophisticated. You look like you're 12 years old with that T-shirt on. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a Friday. I'm, I'm dressing down a little bit. At least I hope you don't have a number of some player. On, a name. I do not. All right. I, I never understood that. What do we? I, I see it. What number was Derek Jeter? Two. Two. You go to Yankee Stadium, and every other guy has a shirt on with the number two and the name Jeter. Right, and it should never have the name on a Yankees thing, because the Yankees jersey does not have the name on the back. Well, never but, does. Okay, well, that to be really authentic, but they right. all wear the name. Like, are we? I know you're a Jeter fan, but are we supposed to think you're Jeter? I would never put another man's <laughs> name on my back. You, you could know, wear, what I mean? you could wear a Jim Kelly jersey. A Jim Kelly jersey. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually did once have a Channel 5 uniform. I, I played See? softball, and I had the name Kelly there you go. Channel 5. Rosanna insisted to be, she was going to be number five. Oh. And, and like I had it, they gave me another number. I said, screw it. I just had the made, I made, I had, we were, had two number fives. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, thank you, James. You and, got it. All right. And thank you. Oh, we're a little bit late. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Jordan loved Michael J- Jordan loved Jackson. Michael Jackson wrote a song that says, that's, uh, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, and, the, and I'm asking, and asking him to change his ways. And I'm saying that, that that song talks about looking at ourselves, at our city, and looking at that reflection and asking ourselves, do we like what we see? Do we like how we treat one another? Do we like how we judge one another? And the bottom line is, this story says we can't answer yes to that. We cannot answer yes. We have to look at the changes that need to be made from the top down. Let me get this straight. Uh, Jordan, they're, they're asking us to take, make changes when Jordan Neely was the guy who was, uh, threatening people on that train, harassing people, smoking K2, which is a very dangerous, unpredictable effects, uh, often psychotic effects, a synthetic marijuana. We're the ones, hey, I wasn't, I was minding my own business on the train this morning. I don't have to make a change. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> not in the way you're talking about, make a change. Make a change. What everybody was supposed to drop what they were doing, and I don't understand what he's talking about. I don't know what that means. I don't know. But you know how many people are going to go along with this? Just go along with it because they are. I don't know. They've got a weird uh, sense of things. A lot of powerful people in media. They just want to keep their power, keep their status, so they'll go along with this nonsense. Not me. <laughs> no way. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Mm. Mm. My wife, the best cook in the world. Uh, she made me for lunch. Yes, I take my I take lunch to work. Right, I don't like taking it in a brown bag. I insist on it being in some sort of a box or some sort of bag where it looks like it's not my lunch. But excuse me, chicken salad with mango in it and raisins, um, peanuts. And some other um, little leafy stuff uh, that just makes it taste even better. What is that? Uh, what do they call it? Cilantro. I think that's in there, too. Mayonnaise. And I don't know. It's just fantastic. I've been eating like this. Oh, and I'm not eating chips anymore. I told you about Fritos, right? I told you I gave up on a lot of these woke companies. Granted, I had a Diet Coke, but I'm drinking about, I would say, uh, 90% less Diet Coke. Uh, woke Coke, no, not for me. Uh, it's really great. You can see it in my face. Um, I'm, I got like a narrower, narrower face. Uh, not quite yet gaunt, but um, I feel better. And no more chips, no more Fritos. Okay. Uh, I want to hear from the lawyer, Tom Kniff. Good guy. He is representing Daniel Penny, who from this point on I will call the Marine Subway Hero. Okay. The Marine Subway Hero, uh, unfairly charged in this case in the Subway. Uh, the thing that happened to Jordan Neely. Let me hear from the attorney. He was actually we're talking to Sid this morning on uh, Sid and Friends. Go ahead. If you're asking me, you know, legally, do I do I do I think that he should have been charged? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, what I will say is that a, a felony complaint, uh, you know, is barely a charging document. You know, without an indictment, which in and of itself isn't evidence of anything, but at least it gets you know jurisdiction for the for the court that could actually hear this case. 
you know, it, 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 all you need is a typewriter and a signature to arrest someone on a felony complaint. That's that's the reality of it. W- would I have liked that not to have happened to him at all? Of course. But it has nothing to do with uh, the strength of the case or the weaknesses. Um, you know, and, and I, I think uh, I'm incredibly confident that when everything is fleshed out, uh, Mr. Penny will uh, will be absolved of any wrongdoing here. There's, no, there's very little doubt in my mind. Wow, I like that. That's confidence. Okay. By the way, he ran for district attorney. That guy against Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg, who's uh, trying to lock up President Trump, trying to lock up this uh, Daniel Penny, and anybody can see. And oh, by the way, at one point he was assisting him, right? And he put him over on his side, trying to assist him. What else? Um, and there were other individuals who were subduing him. It wasn't like he's a lone wolf guy. There were like three other people helping him, and at least one of them happened to be a person of color. And that's New York, oh, by the way, just working together. You know, we used to not give a damn. For a long time, this was a racially charged city, no doubt about it, all right? I, rem- I remember Howard Beach and all that stuff. Howard Beach is a great community. Uh, however, back then, you know, uh, what was that kid's name? Lester and the rest and the, and the, the um, you know, it was Michael Griffith and the Parkway. That was some, you know, bad things happened. Um, but we all kind of, the city grew up and people chilled out. There was a beautiful time for a long time, um, 12 years at least. We all got along. I mean, there was, and now they want us at each other's throats because they've somehow been reminded or whatever. And there's money to be made here. Money and power and status and TV shows to go on, right? Right? Right, Al Sharpton? Hmm? Knock yourself out. All right. Speaking of TV shows, the CNN Town Hall, which was a spectacular win for Donald Trump. If you are a Republican and you're thinking about running for president, give up now. Joe Biden should probably give up now. Okay, but DeSantis, no shot. Uh, I saw I saw what's that guy's name? Chris Sununu. Chris Sununu is the governor of a county. Uh, New Hampshire. All right. New Hampshire is the size of a county. Now, I mean, it's a very small state. He thinks he could be president. Golly gee, Willikers, I'm thinking about it. That's how he sounds. He's really terrible. Uh, Asa Hutchinson. No way. No way. He just has a lock on it. And what happened the other night has totally freaked out CNN. They put that imbecile girl on, Caitlin Collins. I mean, first of all, to- totally robotic. I went through that yesterday. No range, no humor, no 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 idea on how to handle the energy of the moment and how to respect the audience and respect the person yet still ask interesting questions. And they're just terrible. Although she did look good in that white suit, I'll give her that. And um, I think sometimes if you get overly dressed up, you think too much. Anyway, whatever. She was terrible. Now listen to CNN. This is Anderson Cooper. This thing has gone mega viral now, where he's just self-flagellating himself, the network, and. Uh, and, of course, not only disrespecting Trump, but disrespecting the CNN town hall audience. I've never seen this before. I've never seen a network turn on the audience that they actually hosted in, in, in the in the room up there. In, uh, this was in New Hampshire. Go ahead, Anderson. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions. Stop! You see what I mean? (laughs) Somebody who attempted to destroy our democracy. You know, having a dispute about an election, that's that's that is democracy. Saying that you can't have a dispute about an election, that's anti-democratic. And he says many of you, 
Many people don't even watch CNN. This is a very small audience. And you know these people, they're freaked out by criticism. They, oh my gosh, they are so sensitive. They give it out all day long. The moment they take incoming, I mean real sustained incoming, they lose it. And they give it all up to the mob. Ooh, somebody said something on Twitter. Somebody important said something on Twitter. Oh, uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> and then they put stuff out like this. Wow, Anderson Cooper, no guts, no guts. He's been in this game too long, all right? Time to him to, uh, I don't know, become full-time archivist at the Gloria Vanderbilt Museum. Keep going. And predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, an adjective he used many times to describe black men. Stop! (laughs) Thug. The word thug. There was no racial connotation to the word thug. Until about eight minutes ago when Anderson Cooper decided, then the woke left decided, you can't say thug anymore. So when I was growing up, my father, NYPD officer, um would go to the firing range, right? He was a great shot. He is a great shot. And he would come back with the target and show me and the bullet holes. It was really cool. And they still use the same target. It's of a man, right? It's a man holding a gun, holding a revolver. And I remember he's wearing like a sweatshirt. And he's like, this is like your 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 prototypical criminal, right? And... um Happens to be a white person, okay, with like a, and he looks kind of tough, like a tough guy from the 50s. And you know what the nickname was for this uh, target? The Thug. That's what they called it. The Thug. The Thug. And I remember they called him The Thug. New York Times actually wrote about The Thug. And it is the ultimate criminal, and it's a white man. Totally white, all right? Totally white. Um, Barack Obama referred to The Thugs. And they were thugs, oh, by the way, rioting in Baltimore. Most of them happened to be black. All right? I mean, is that a racist attack? All right, this stupid – he's so outraged, right? And to just come out and declare things are lies, how the hell do you know, Anderson? And people have disputes over what things mean and their uh, – over their proportionality and what they – you can't – you don't have the final say on these things, and that's what really is scary. Very smart people can disagree, completely disagree, see things totally opposite. Five to four decisions in the United States Supreme Court happen routinely. They'll see the same set of data and say, this person's right, that person's wrong. Other well, that one's wrong, that one's right. All right, this is an irresponsible thing he's doing. Keep going. Caitlin Collins, the moderator, nasty. Which she was. Is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. No. It was disturbing to hear him speak so highly of QAnon conspirators and insurrectionists who assaulted police officers in our democracy on January 6th. Stop. I mean, well, do I have to stop every now? You know, you guys get this, right? I don't have to. Do I have to interrupt them? Is this getting annoying that I'm interrupting? I'm sorry, but he never said the word QAnon. And there were some beautiful people there that day. Mostly. Mostly. Oh, gosh. So many lies about January 6th. I am curious, though, because this went viral. I want to hear the rest of it. And it was awful to hear him spread ridiculous lies about the election. And it was certainly disturbing to hear that audience, young and old, our fellow citizens, people who love their kids and go to church, laugh and applaud his lies and his continued defamation of a woman who, according to a jury of his peers, he sexually abused and defamed. Stop. I mean, look at the contempt he has for the people, for people to turn on the audience that was there. There were some out loud funny moments. You know, 
and sexual assault is a real thing and it's bad. But it was so trivialized by E. Jean Carroll. All right. The case is a joke. She is a joke. And yeah, we're allowed to laugh out loud at a farce. Um, gosh, he's disturbed by the behavior. All right. Let me just listen to the rest of this. As good a job as Caitlin Collins did trying to fact check him, it is impossible to fact check fully because he lies so shamelessly. Now, many of you think CNN shouldn't have given him any platform to speak, and I understand the anger about that, giving him the audience, the time, I get that. But this is what I also get. The man you were so disturbed to see and hear from last night, that man is the front runner for the Republican nomination for president. And according to polling, no other Republican is even close. That man you were so upset to hear from last night, he may be president of the United States in less than two years. And that audience that upset you, that's a sampling of about half the country. They are your family members, your neighbors, and they are voting. And many said they're voting for him. Now, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office. Maybe you've been enjoying not hearing from him, thinking it can't happen again. Some investigation is going to stop him. Well, it hasn't so far. So if last night showed anything, it showed it can happen again. It is happening again. He hasn't changed, and he is running hard. You have every right to be outraged today and angry and never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make that person go away? Wow, chilling, huh? Chilling. That man may be president. That man, huh? That man. What's going to happen when he comes back? Maybe... Maybe peace, huh? Maybe peace in Europe. No more war, huh? How about well, that man could come back? And what did he do that was that, that horrified them so much? What did he actually do that horrified? Not start any new wars? No terrorism? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, peace and prosperity. Uh, what's the problem? Yes, I understand. He can be a little bit, uh, you know, his demeanor is not for everybody. All right? Look at what he did. You really like this better? But the way he's talking about it, the, wow. You should be angry at us. And CNN is now like seriously considering like we shouldn't have had him on and now we won't have him on going forward. Too many lies because we have determined it from our big plastic desk. After all, I'm Anderson Cooper. I was on Jeopardy and I wear eyeglasses and I come from all the right schools and my mom was Gloria Vanderbilt. All that crap. Anderson, oh, by the way, is actually, well, I mean, he's a decent guy. I actually met him a couple of times. I had him speak at a seminar. He was very interesting. It was about. 20 years ago, though, and I think he has Trump derangement syndrome. Who knows? I don't know. Totally out of touch. And to beat on the audience like that. Oh, Caitlin Collins was nasty. And you're allowed to say that. And he's trying to pretend that this is somehow dangerous. Dangerous. Let me hear her being nasty because she was. All right. We got that all queued up. All right. The way she interrupts him, she's trying to trip him up. It's one thing to interrupt. But when she gets it in there again, you'll hear it. It's like boom, boom, boom. She's trying to trip him up. She's trying to make him stumble. Go ahead. Have I think is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah. What's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay. It's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You are a nasty person. I'll tell you. <laughs> when she said, that's why I asked it. First of all, that's not why you asked it. Not a simple quote. That's why I asked it. She's being nasty. She is being nasty. And unlike Mitt Romney, who would just walk off like a loser, right, who would take it, who took it like a loser in these forums, he doesn't. And we like that. We like him. We don't like CNN. 
And now even the liberals don't like CNN. Um, hey, oh, by the way, not to get into too many details, I've been subpoenaed. All right. You know what I do? I don't go to my filing cabinet and give him everything immediately. <laughs> you don't do that. You look at the subpoena. You say, okay, you're getting, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get that. That's overly broad. You can't, there's a discussion that takes place. Your lawyer calls their lawyer and they start talking. You don't send the FBI in like that. Uh, wow. These are interesting times. They're interesting. I, um, I do believe. I do believe. All right. So this guy's in big trouble, but that attorney sounded very, very confident. Hmm? Um, how about you, Susan? Are you confident? Hello. Hello, Greg. Yes. I'm calling about this particular case. I happen to be a nurse practitioner in emergency medicine. And my comment is I'd like to see the talk screen or his autopsy at some point made public. Just because this guy wasn't taking his psychiatric meds doesn't mean he wasn't full of street drugs. I mean, it's already known he was smoking ketamine, K2. Who knows what else this guy had in him? I've seen agitation at this level, and it's pretty intense. And it's highly doubtful that holding this guy down just to calm him down was the cause of death. So that's just something I think it would be great to have made public at some point. You're spot on. They're going to have to write the toxicology report. And he did, according to his uncle, smoke this K2 stuff. Spice. He was smoking K2, a synthetic marijuana. Do you remember when K2 first hit the scene about uh, a dozen years ago? There are a million stories about how it makes people freak out. And it does. So it's dangerous stuff. They're, they did not put that out. They got to know by now. What did they put out? There was evidence of uh, strangulation, evidence of asphyxia. Now, that's a pol- I do believe that that's a political determination. I went to the medical examiner's website yesterday to see if I could find it. It's not posted. You know what is posted? A bunch of uh, pictures of Eric Adams all over the all over the medical examiner's website. I thought it should be somewhat apolitical. Eric Adams is all over it. Um, George Floyd, the initial autopsy specifically said. No evidence of asphyxiation. And then you know who got involved? A couple of retired medical examiners who were woke, and they pressured this guy. He said, you better come up with another result. Don't tell me he wasn't strangulated. Strangulated. I saw what I saw on TV, and you better come up with that. And they threatened the guy. And guess what? He came. This medical examiner, I think, knew the message, knew the assignment ahead of time. I, 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 I just... I can't believe. Well, we'll see. We got to get that. You're right, Susan. Hey, ner- real quick, nurse practitioner. What do you practice? What does that mean exactly? Is that higher or lower than a regular registered nurse? Uh, it's higher with uh, advanced education, clinical training. Um, it's a separate exam. Uh, so, years of schooling. Yeah, I love it. Actually, come to think of it, yeah, nurse practitioners. You can uh, write prescriptions, right? Yes. Not bad. Not bad at all. Well, I'm very proud of you. Thank you, Susan. Keep it up. Keep in touch. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. 
Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Man, I got to get somebody to call in and help me figure out this debt ceiling stuff. I just do you understand the debt ceiling for real? I don't either. I don't. I really have no clue. Um, I did see Trump say that if we default on it, we might as well default on it because we're going to default on it someday. I think we do have to do something about this crazy budget, right? Two hundred million dollars for some park in Nancy Pelosi's uh, area. Uh, Ten million dollars for the hip hop museum uptown. I mean, what the hip hop? Hip hop did a lot of has done a lot of damage to this country. A lot of damage. Uh, you can trace it back, really. What were we singing about in the night? I asked a guy, where's he from? He was from the Spinners, I think. I'm like, what's different about the music? There's something I miss about the music. I mean, you guys. First of all, the Spinners are awesome. And he said, you know what? We sung about love, and now it's all about. Yeah, who the hell knows what the hell there's, you know, it's the N word. It's uh you better do, uh, you know, the, the organs, which is the, the status of organs. You heard about that. What's her name? Uh, not Cardi B, the other one, maybe it is Cardi B there. I mean, this is vile, vulgar stuff. Who's the other one? Uh, the, the stallion, Meg, the Megan, the Megan, the dragon or something like that. Yeah. Her, she's crazy. And it's all offensive junk. And I know I sound like I'm out of it. I'm not cool or whatever. I don't. Uh, I don't think I want to be. I don't think I want to be anymore. I just. Uh, no, no. And being cool, being stylish, being up to date. You know what that means? Not getting involved, right? Something goes down, and this is what. There's a big push now, and I see it in the veterans community, saying calling all veterans. You know, they they support uh, Daniel Daniel Penny as I do. But it's like, don't get involved. Just don't get involved. It's not worth the risk. I'm sorry, but you got to do the right thing no matter what. The consequences be damned. You know, I'm just, I'm sorry. You, What are you going to do? Just stand there as somebody gets beaten up? Are you just going to stand there? I mean, you got to call the professionals and all that stuff, but you got to do what you can do to help your fellow man. I'm not just going to stand there. The standards of the standards, standards of human decency, we come to each other's aid in a crisis. We do. We come to each other. And you know what? Those guys called the authorities. You can say that Jordan Neely was in a crisis. Well, what do they do? They called the cops and the firemen, right? You called 911 because they had an emergency on their hands. This guy was posing a risk to others and himself. They did the right thing. But going forward, and I hope this doesn't happen because, you know, I just, what the hell can I really do? But you will step in. We have to step in. I know there's a risk. There's a risk involved in everything, everything, okay? You just stand there? How can you just stand there? Somebody gets punched in the face. And then that video goes viral. Then everybody will be upset at you in the other way. Just always do the right thing. I know it's easier said than done. Give me a moment, please. Greg Kelly. Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, uh, Joe Biden obviously is sabotaging this country, sabotaging America. Why would he do such a thing? Well, he wants the power and the prestige and the protection that the White House affords him. Uh, and he has absolutely no political capital, really. He has to do whatever the woke left wants. AOC, in some ways, is more powerful than in setting the national agenda. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the ignorant person, uh, she has more moral authority in the Democrat Party 
than Joe Biden. Why are we letting people in? Remember that crazy stuff he said during the campaign? He wants people to surge the border. You should surge the border. He said it. He said it out loud. And it wasn't a gaffe. That was a strategy. And now we're seeing all these people. All uh, I still, still, though, I mean, the gosh, you know, the the theory is the globalists want the cheap labor and the Democrats want the votes. But what else is going on here? You know, from time to time, I hear about these disturbing, uh, well, that sex trafficking. Maybe there may be a component. And we know, actually, there is, but that it's a bit more systemic and it has a bit more backing than well, a lot more backing than we would ever conceive. Can you imagine that? Sex trafficking, especially children, children, children. Uh, this is an all out crisis. They just let Title 42. You know what? If I'm president of the United States, you ever see the big, the scope, what you can do? I mean, yes, you got to work within certain parameters or whatever, but we have a huge bureaucracy with all kinds of clever lawyers and bureaucrats, right? You can't tell me they couldn't come up with some sort of way to extend Title 42 or come up with Title uh, 442, all right? Something, the fentanyl thing. I, I was, make fentanyl. That's a public health emergency. Because of fentanyl, we can turn people around immediately. No. Hey, you know who's great? And although, you know, it's like the... T- He's, he's great, but he's suffering right now, and uh, so is Texas. So is the country, but Texas, they're getting the brunt of this. And we are, too. These flights, you know, are still happening in the middle of the night. So this is Ted Cruz and uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, and some well, – watch. Listen to what happens. It's pretty good. Let, let, me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What rate of illegal immigration did we have in 2020? But you have Do you know anything? I asked you a question. How long have you been in office? Do you know anything? How long have you been in office? I've been in office 11 years yes, now. And this has been okay. kicked the calendar in multiple administrations. Except you're wrong. Okay, you don't get to argue with me. You asked your question. You, you asked your question. You don't get. You want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. You, have How are you, you want to hold a press conference, you can do it over there. How are you? Senator so, so, so hold on. I'm going to answer his question. The talking point of the Democrats, which this media reporter happily parrots, is, gosh, the problem can't be fixed. There's one little problem with that. It is an utter and complete lie. In 2020, the last year of the Trump presidency, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. You ask, what have I done? I've championed the men and women of Border Patrol. I've championed securing the border. I've championed Remain in Mexico. And we turned this problem around and solved it. And we went from Joe Biden inherited the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years and the first day in office he made political decisions to cause this problem and you should be ashamed of yourself because you're a reporter and you're not reporting facts you're telling lies joe biden made a political ends there wow wow and he's right (laughs) the very first but you don't know anything they don't they don't know a damn thing uh (laughs) and they pretend they do and they're lazy and they'll take talking points and just, uh, well, they said this. What do you say? What do you, me, 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 Very bitchy. It's always very, very bitchy. All right. Now, what was the other thing here? Now, now there is one reporter. I think this is MSNBC. Yeah. I don't know who the guy is. He's talking to Jose Diaz Belart. Jose Diaz Belart. How does he say his name? It's very, very, you know, Nicaragua. He'll be saying like, uh, the plane is on its way to Nicaragua, and from there it will go to, uh, you know that. You know how they really overdo that? Well, anyway, let me hear what this, uh, the reporter, I think, I'm told, is pretty good here on the scope of the problem. Go ahead. We're still talking about 11,000, 11,000, 10,000. We're talking about more than 30,000 people. From the numbers we have, Jose, imagine that they have to go somewhere, states of emergency in Chicago, New York, here in El Paso. Something's got to give. And, and, and Tom, that is, those numbers aren't, 
we're not including the people that get away, that don't want to be caught right. by officials. And we're talking about thousands, untold thousands that are crossing in and they don't go through the uh, Puerta 41 and right. 40. Well, what, what do you want to know from Julian? From, from Julie Ainsley? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've been talking to her every single day. I think that the question for us is that it, it's strange. Over the last week, Title 42 was here, right? And yet migrants came in, they were processed, and they were let go. That's not Title 42. That's not even the Biden administration's rules. So whose rules were there? And when we ask them, and people like Julie and me are asking them, they're, they're basically telling us, listen, we are at a limit. There's nothing else we can do. The shelters are full. The churches are full. And the churches are doing this all on donations. Yeah. A lot of these churches don't even get federal funding. They're getting this from, from, from people who live in El Paso who are donating money and donating food. But there's nothing left to do. We, we've hit that breaking point, right? Wow. Yeah, that's uh, Tom Yamas. Tom Yamas talking to Jose. Tom's actually pretty good. Um, and the word is he's going to take Lester's job uh, any day. Well, pretty soon. I don't know if it's going to be any day. Um, so where are we? Plans for the weekend, everybody? No, <laughs> some serious stuff going on. Uh, all right, so the border's falling apart. Uh, the debt, we may not be able to make it. And uh, the CNN is trying to cancel itself. Uh, over the the event the other night. I mean, uh, listen to this, cut 17. What is the point of this new town hall that he's doing? That's what I'm so disgusted by, because, uh, again, when someone shows you who they are, yeah, you believe know, them. This is not journalism. This is entertainment. In journalism, you actually will control um, with the, the questions and the answers, um, and, and, and you will have some sort of a filter for misinformation. It feels to me like this is a pretty open attempt by CNN to push itself to the right and make itself attractive and show its belly to MAGA and to conservatives hoping that they will tune in. No surprises, and yet it was just, it was a disgraceful uh, performance. It was disgraceful on every level. Wow. The, T- the CNN... The CNN Town Hall having Trump there is disgraceful on every level. Now, I will admit that Caitlin Collins was a horrible moderator. But beyond that, they're just saying the presence of Donald Trump. Did you hear the one guy? He said, you got to be able to control the questions and the answers. He said, you got to be able to control the questions and the answers. This is dangerous. This is Ministry of Truth stuff. And it looks to me that they're going to take some sort of corrective action pretty soon, any moment now, because the liberals are now... The liberals are now losing their minds. They will say we are not having Donald Trump back on the air. They will do something like that. Uh, and if you listen to Cooper have his own personal meltdown, you think, are they just going to – would with that kind of passion, are they just going to see who wins on election day, right? It's the first couple of seconds of, uh, of Anderson Cooper, all right? With, is he just going to see what the people decide? They actually think that half the country – is just fundamentally wrong and fundamentally almost bad, bad people. I mean, he seems to take pity on us at one point. I just don't see these people just waiting to see how, which way this election goes. I think they'll do whatever they can to stop Trump, including cheating. Yes, absolutely. And stealing. Go. Many of you have expressed deep anger and disappointment. Many of you are upset that someone who attempted to destroy our democracy was invited to sit on a stage in front of a crowd of Republican voters to answer questions and predictably continued to spew lie after lie after lie. And I get it. It was disturbing. It was disturbing to see and hear that person refer to a black law enforcement officer as a thug, 
an adjective he used many times to describe black men, and called Caitlin <laughs> Collins, the moderator, nasty, which is what he calls any woman who stands up to him. It was all disturbing. Right, all right, you know what? Uh, this is disturbing. I, I, I don't. I, I feel like <laughs> I got a stiff. Should I? I? Do I seem like I'm Caitlin Collins jumping in every time I hear something wrong? I mean, I, I don't want to sound like that, but I mean, I got a problem here. Thug. It's not a. It's not a racist word. It's not lie after lie after lie. It's Anderson's opinion. It's Caitlin Collins's opinion of these things. Okay. That the national, uh, I'm sorry, the Presidential Records Act says one thing and it means one thing. These laws are often open to interpretation. That's why we have the Supreme Court, right? We have disputes about this stuff all the time. There isn't one way to think about these things. You don't get to decide that. You don't get to control the questions and the answers. And that's what they're trying to do, control the answers. Hey, the idea that I can't say anything about this is this was clever on their part. You know, January 6th, that was engineered very much so. They left the doors open. They threw uh, stun grenades into crowds of people who weren't doing anything. Um, That was a false flag job. We don't know. We don't know one percent of what actually happened on on January 6th. But what they've done is you see what happens when you raise questions about the election, our precious election. There is nothing we serve the election. No, the elections is supposed to serve the people. Our You undermine faith in our elections. Therefore, that led to violence, right? So you cannot undermine faith in elections. You must all hail elections. If you say anything else, it could lead to January 6th. That's a little trick. Now, I can throw that on them, all right? Like, well, you guys are running around calling America a white supremacist state, right? It's white supremacy through and through. Uh, that's critical race theory. Our very institutions, everything about it is built around the white race somehow. That's what you, and guess what? If you say that again and again and again, people are going to start to believe it. Okay. Especially, oh, by the way, I do believe people of color. All right. And then you will see some people, they'll start to really resent that and take it out on first law enforcement and then ordinary, ordinary people who happen to be white. By the way, it happened in Louisiana. Do you know this? I'm going to I'm just getting the details, but a man was shot and killed. 3 accused are in custody. The victim is white. The 3 accused are all black and authorities believe race was the motivating factor. They wanted to kill a white man. Now why? Where would they have gotten the idea to do that? Maybe, oh by the way, I don't know. I'm going to go out on the limb here. If you just are an American walking around and you're bombarded every moment of every day with America's the white supremacist state, right? Systemic racism and racial injustice. Jordan Neely, the the latest crime of the month, right? You can see it's they're whipping people up, as Al Sharpton said. They're, they're riling people up. Got twenty four. The family's going to pursue this. They're planning a funeral. All of the community is riled up about it. Riled up. He's been doing that since 1979, Al Sharpton, right? He's been a racist pig since 1979. And I do mean racist and anti-Semitic and anti-cop. And look at where he is, the perch. He's got Joe Biden. He, He has more moral authority in the Democrat Party than Joe Biden. Joe Biden has to apologize for being white, has to apologize for being a male, has to apologize for these things. That diminishes status in that party. We don't care, oh, by the way, what the hell you look like, where the hell you came from, what we don't. It's about your ideas. It's about character. It's about and your ability or your work ethic or 
It's pretty wild. Hey, I'm looking at uh, big dopey Carl Rove on the screen. Carl Rove, responsible for so much of what's happening right now. Hunter Biden, income from Ukraine, Romania. That's a safe story for Fox. Safe story. As they continue to ignore, uh, as they continue to ignore Trump. Anything to, they're running away from him. All right. It's Friday. All right. Let me chill out here for a second. Let's talk to Sandra. Are you still there? Hi, Sandra. Welcome back. Oh, hi, Greg. Welcome back on this most beautiful day. It's so nice out. You know, I want to tell you something good. Frito Lay um, issued um, an allergic alert on some of its products, so maybe that'll make you happy that you're not using them. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. But, but I want you to talk about the uh, Border Patrol Union, and um, they basically said Biden deserves to be arrested. And 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 his administration, they're all corrupt to the core that they're saying. Then I was thinking about the new people that are going to come in. They're going to start going on dead end streets in Manhattan. And they're talking about Central Park. And then they're talking about Rockland County in hotels. And then I thought about the hotels and they cost like three hundred and sixty nine dollars and forty four cents per person a day. So I said, who's going to pay this? And I realized. Greg, you're going to pay it out of taxes from New York. So then I thought about the amendment. This is crazy, but I was thinking this. Amendment 3. You know how they say no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner? Well, if I own this hotel... All right, what do you... All right. Yeah. I own this hotel, even if I'm getting paid from the taxes or whatever... Maybe I don't want all these people in my hotel. Maybe I want to have a certain image. And I feel this is, in a way, against the amendment, even though it's not the same as the soldiers. Yeah, we're sliding We're sliding towards Gomorrah, I'm telling you. We are going to – we're third world country, right? It's got to – it seems to be happening. I, I don't feel like this is a first world power anymore. We've lost superpower status. We've lost it. We have totally lost it. And I think there's a way to get it back. But we are so divided. We are so divided. It is really, it's sad. It's sad what's happened. Anyway, Sandra, a uh, very interesting point. How'd you get that figure, by the way? What was the figure? Th- right down to sixty nine uh, cents. What's that? Three three hundred and sixty nine dollars and forty four cents. I think it was for the um, the uh, courtyard uh, hotel. You know, in uh, courtyard by Marriott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Exactly. I- I'll tell you one more thing. I read that Hochul, Eric Adams, Chuck Schumer, and Christian Gillibrand, they have the power to turn Biden around, but they choose not to do it. What do you mean they have the power to turn Biden they, around? They, they, ha- they, ha- they, they could talk him out of doing this with, with the um, immigrants. They, could, they, they have the power to maybe say— No, no they, they don't want that. They don't want—I don't think they want— they, Schumer has the same problem that— uh, Schumer has the same problem that Biden has, okay? He's, um, he's old— He's white. Uh, the cool kids are, uh, you know, young and uh, of color. And uh, that's where the action's at. And they can, believe it or not, AOC can walk into Schumer's office and push him around. I wish it wasn't that way. Oh, I'm late. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, the world is falling apart. And, uh, oh, this is even adding to the situation. The Kelly Clarkson Show, which I've seen two minutes of in my life is traumatizing workplace run by monsters. According to staffers, it's a traumatizing workplace. And I just read the story and uh, it goes on and on and on about how toxic the place is. Uh, 
and doesn't say a damn thing about what the hell the problem is. All right. Everybody is uh, the staffers claim they were bullied and intimidated by producers and it began to negatively affect their mental health. Now, the next 10 paragraphs are about how they didn't have enough money to hire a psychiatrist and they fell down in the dumps and, and all that stuff. And I'm getting, OK, well, where the hell is the. You know, where, when did the guy take a baseball bat and threaten people? You know, what 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 happened? And uh, apparently um, what he does is he curses sometimes and he yells. And that's it. <laughs> that's as intense as it gets. Uh, so send the boss to anger management and then get on with your lives. Ten uh, former staffers of the Kelly Clarkson show went to the Rolling Stone magazine to tell their tale of woe. Man, you know what? It's really tough to be a boss these days, actually. It's tough in America, but you talk to somebody in the wrong way. Watch out, huh? Get on the phone, tell the Rolling Stone, my boss said something to me. It's really, you know what? Better yet, maybe just do it in email, right? Everything in email. And you got to be oh so nice and kiss up and blah, 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 blah. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Everything is in context. My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? (laughs) You exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Uh, Kamala Harris, our vice president, ladies and gentlemen. What the hell is this? Coconut, it sounds a little, is that racist? What the hell is she getting at? I don't get it. I don't get it whatsoever. Quite frankly, she seems to have a problem with pills. I think it's pills, not alcohol, but pills. Uh, I think, I don't only think, I pretty much know this, all right? I've been told by a very well-placed source that this woman has a pill problem. Uh, quite frankly, even if I didn't talk to that well-placed source, I've seen it enough. I mean, you look at what she's exhibiting this is a person on medication, heavily, heavily, heavily medicated and possibly abusing drugs. And by the way, I'm not making light of that. I'm not making fun of it, although she does say ridiculous things that will sometimes make me uh, chuckle and whatever. But if she has a problem, I really want her to get help. Uh, you know, I don't like Kamala. I'm going to say it again. I got, it's like a disclaimer, but it's true. I don't like Kamala Harris, but I love Kamala Harris. All right. I really do. I love everybody. Everybody's here for some reason. All right. Everybody's on a journey and everybody. And uh, we all have a purpose. We're all serving that purpose. And I hope, I mean, I'm not saying that she's right or anything like that. Not at all. Oh, boy. Wait, stop everything. I'm seeing that poor Marine being led out by six police officers. Actually, they were just escorting him. All right. This is after he left court. They were just protecting him. He left court, pleaded not guilty. New York won the mainstream media, uh, our local news. They really, when did they get so woke? When did they get so left? I was looking at a summary the other day of the town hall. I mean, it was like straight out of CNN, and it was local news. Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 11. Is that all the channels, the local channels? Remember when those channels used to be really, really, really big deals, and now it's just one of a million, and people are cutting the cord, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really seem to matter at all. Um Title 42 gone. Everybody's rushing the border. And remember who was put in charge of this stuff. Do you remember? Speaking of the pill uh, lady. Sorry, Kamala. I hope you do get the hell, but you are a pill lady. Cut 46, please. Cut 46.
Yeah. Madam Vice President, thank you. I gave you a tough job and you're, you're smiling, <laughs> but there's no one better capable of trying to organize this. Group. Well, thank you, Mr. President, and for having the confidence in me. Uh, she had the confidence, right? Uh, March 2021, you put the most incompetent person possible. This was her big solution to fix the border. Remember this? Remember this moment? Cut 47. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. Wow. That was in Guatemala. Do not come. Okay. Problem solved. Uh, AOC, AOC and the rest. Do you remember when they went down there and they fake cried for all the kids in cages? Remember that nonsense? And there wasn't even a kid in a cage, but they pretended there was. It was really something to behold, wasn't it? All right. So it's Friday and it's May 12th. How many more weeks until Memorial Day? Does anyone know? What does that mean? Three weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. That's it. Man, and then it's summer, and then, man, this election's going to be here so, so quick, so quick. When's the primary? February 1st, I believe, New Hampshire. It's here. It's here. Anderson Cooper did say one thing that was right in his little uh, diatribe. Uh, president Trump is running hard. He is running for president, and guess what? He's winning. Tomorrow in Iowa, DeSantis is actually going to have a rally there at the same time as Donald Trump. This is not going to end well for DeSantis. DeSantis must stop now. Anything more, he will damage himself, perhaps irreparably, for 2028 and maybe even getting reelected as governor of Florida, which is, when is that? 2026. So uh, DeSantis seems to be blowing it, blowing it in every possible way. All right, Friday phones. Harriet, New Jersey. Oh, hello? Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering why you weren't talking about the the cop that killed um, uh, Ashley and what's happening today. Oh, really, Harriet? How much do you, I guess you're not familiar with me or my show or any of my content online or anything like that. Uh, did you catch the show last night? Did you catch the 10 o'clock show last Listen. night? Hey, Harriet, 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 do me a favor. Don't lecture me about Ashley Babbitt. All right. Now, last night, I think, quite frankly, more than any broadcaster in America, all right, Ashley Babbitt has been my cause. And I'm honored, honored to be associated with um, her, uh, her, her husband, Aaron, widower, I guess you'd call him. I was thrilled when Donald Trump mentioned Ashley Babbitt the other night. I did. <laughs> you know what I did last night? I actually, and we have to do this from time to time, I showed everybody and we watched the whole damn thing. I gave everybody a warning, but I said, we have to do it. We have to watch the moment when she was shot and killed and murdered by, yes, Lieutenant Michael Byrd. Lieutenant Michael Byrd, they gave him a medal for that. They gave that man a medal for killing somebody. And it is insane. There's not a police department in the country that could justify that shooting. And he gets a medal, and he's still working there. So, Harry, I'm well, well, well aware of that situation, all right? Very, very much so. Is there something you would like to add? No, 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 yes. I am just talking about the Marine, and I'm saying when you compare what they're doing to him to compare what the cop walked away, you, it, it, it drives me out of my mind. Think about it. One of them, they didn't even talk. He, he got away free, the cop, and this guy they're harassing. 
You know, it's an interesting thing, an interesting way to put it, and I'm sorry if you set me off there and I misunderstood. And so, But if you put it side by side, one fires a gun, you know what I mean, and the other one is is there and insists afterwards and is just restraining him. One is charged with manslaughter, the other one is given a gold medal. That is interesting. And yes, he is a thug, Lieutenant Michael Byrd. And, uh, you know, the fake news, because they want us at each other's throats over matters of race, they can pretend that's a racist comment. It has absolutely nothing to do with race. Zero. It's, uh, you know what? I'm going to start going again. I'm colorblind with this stuff. Yes. Oh, that's supposed to be. You can't even, if you, un, if you don't acknowledge race, somehow you're a racist. It is insane. This silly little, uh, uh kind of the parameters they've set up. On how to talk about race. And this is why people don't talk about it. This is why, because the left sets up all the rules. And it's so easy to set off the left. Anyway, Harriet, we're on the same page. Thank you very much. Good point. Uh, Paul and Wayne, yeah. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Great show again. Uh, two things. Uh, number one, they, 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 CNN has painted a Trump to be an animal, right? And they showed him, he showed them that he's just a human being. And they're really upset about that. Yeah, right. that's a good point. And, he, uh, he, right? They came off as the bad guys, yeah. and that's yeah, that's and really then, driving them nuts. Driving them nuts because he portrayed himself as a human and not an animal. Number two is what was that earpiece she had in him ear? Because they had a bunch of nerds in the back room helping her out there. I mean, you de- look, you kind of need an earpiece in your ear. I mean, there's stuff going on. I mean, I have an earpiece in my, uh, you know, when I do the show at night. I have, a, I have a, I'm freaking wearing headphones right now. This doesn't mean much. You need to know 10 minutes to commercial break, 10 seconds to commercial break, that kind of stuff. That's just the mechanics of the job. It doesn't mean you anything. Think they information? You think they federal I mean, federal information? What information? She's a Trump hater. You know what I mean? She's just sitting there with her big sack of papers. They didn't feed her anything crucial or anything like that. I don't know. And they had commercial breaks, so if they really needed to talk to her, they could do it during the commercial break. There's nothing sinister, though, about having an earpiece. It's standard, all right, Paul? It's totally standard. Did you want? Was there one other thing? Nope, that's it. All right, thanks, okay, man. Thanks, it. thanks, 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 thanks. Could have sworn he said two points. What was his first point? He said two points. Every time he calls, he says, I got two things to say. And I, uh, by the way, if you have anything to say, just say it, all right? Don't announce that you have two things to say, three things to say, no things to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, Janine in Staten Island, hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Um, I wanted to let you know. That on a lighter note, because it is Friday, I am growing two Greg Kelly supporters in my house. What do you mean and by that? Young. My two children. How old are my they? My two children. My son is 11 and my daughter is 14. And they both know when I pick them up that I call you. Are you the one who, who you always call me when they're in the car with you? Yes. Yes. Actually, we already came home from school today, but I'm going to get my son at the bus stop. And uh, they all know, like I call you, and I watch your show. It's just hysterical. My son thinks I call too much. <laughs> and I wanted to tell you, I know you're talking about the Donald Trump thing. Right after the rally, right after that town hall thing, Jake Tapper was the one to make the comment first about the thug. Oh, yeah, no, I got I, that right here. Yeah, Jake Tapper. Where is that? I got that right. I played it last night because I thought those Ivy League smug bastards, excuse me. Where is that? Is that the Jake Tapper thing? I think I did that last night. Anyway, what about it? I, I, 
I gasped when I actually heard him say that. I thought that was terrible. I thought I just I just thought that was a terrible thing to say out loud like that. And also about the Anderson Cooper like backpedaling now. Oh, here we go. Let me just uh, this is what uh, this is what Jeannie's talking about. Cut 40. It was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast and furious. Perhaps most chillingly, the day after a nine-person jury of his peers in New York found him liable for sexual battery and defamation and ordered him to pay writer E. Jean Carroll $5 million, he made fun of her account of her sexual assault. And many in the audience laughed. Wait, I didn't hear the thug part. Play that one more time. I know we said thug. It was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's oh, first lie. All right. Yeah, I, he goes on for another two minutes. Hey, I don't think we were. Nobody was laughing at sexual assault. What we were laughing at is when he told us that E. Jean Carroll called her cat vagina. Remember that? The cat's name is vagina. They wanted to introduce a lot of evidence about her that would undermine her credibility, uh, like calling her husband the great legendary broadcaster John Johnson an ape. Right indicates that she just might be racist because John Johnson, as we know, happens to be black. Anyway, Jeannie, yeah, that was really, Janine, that was really crazy, really nasty, nasty guy. And remember, they're supposed to be straight news reporters. I mean, I'm an opinion host. I'm right up front. I say, look, these are my bias. I'm I'm not objective. I'm biased. I am pro-Trump. I like the policy. I like the style. I like the position. I mean, I, I'm, I, I say it out loud. They pretend that they're neutral. And now what they mass that is, well, we're, we're really just for the facts. So we call out lies, lies, right? The election. You can't have an opinion about the election. Anyway. Um, well, thank you, Janine, for the enthusiasm. And, uh, uh, thanks so much. Anything else? Um, we, we, we're big supporters of you. And I also wanted to say when I was watching that, uh, Trump town hall, I, I only kept thinking one thing. Could, could Joe Biden ever take a meeting like this, to answering the questions on the fly? Nothing was rehearsed, pre-planned. I, I just he was he was on he was firing on all cylinders, Donald Trump. I couldn't uh, believe it. It was really it was great. It was a game changer. It was, it was a, terrific. It was it was awesome. Hey, by the way, big supporter. I appreciate it. Did you buy my book? I'm I. What no? I what it is? You're not that big a supporter. You said you were a supporter. I mean, I'm trying. To, I mean, I thought you were. I mean, maybe I think I'll you're a little. The, maybe I'll. I think I'll get the audio book. I think I'll get the audio book. Well, I'm not a big reader. I'm not a big reader. Well, get the audio book. When I read, when I read, it just puts me to sleep. My eyes start. To My sweat. book will <laughs> knock your socks off. It'll keep you up late at night. All right. Thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. Good stuff. Great weekend, You too. You too. Oh, good stuff. Um, Although I am a little bit put off that you didn't buy the book. (laughs) Maybe she'll get the audio book. I hope so. I hope so. The book is doing well. Oh, by the way, it's called Justice for All, How the Left is Wrong About Law Enforcement. So much in there. Talk about these crazy woke DAs, Alvin Bragg in particular. I mean, this insane man who has real power, and he got real power through a little back door known as... I hate to say this, but that little back door is known as an election, okay? An election. Because they did. They rigged the election. Now, what does rig actually mean? Rig can mean different things, actually. You know when you rig a sail, you you tie it up in a certain way, so when the wind hits it, the sail reacts in a certain way. Well, that's what they did with the election, okay? So you bury it on uh, the last day of school in June, 
All right. You make sure nobody but only the most zealot activists know about it. Okay. You do it under the radar. Um, a little bit of money from George Soros goes a very long way. You keep voter turnout as low as possible. And with 80,000 votes in a city of 8 million people, Alvin Bragg became the district attorney. 200,000 votes. Eric Adams, the degenerate Eric Adams, the Eric, I kicked them crackers ass, Adams becomes the mayor. 200,000 people. That's not democracy, everybody. That's a scam. I'll be back. Greg Kelly. Kelly. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Listen to this. Listen to this sound. What is that? Can you hear that? It's a lion growling. Why do they make that sound? What and it keeps on doing it keeps on doing it for Just sits there. It does that for like 20 minutes. Why? To whom? What is that? What are they saying? How do they communicate? It's amazing. Can we ever figure that out? How animals talk? They do communicate on some level. And I, birds are very, I mean, what is going on there? Something is going on there. And all that stuff. The animal kingdom. Um, somebody once told me it's proof that God has a sense of humor. Because of, I mean, just look at some of these animals, all right? Look at some of these birds. I mean, look at the pelican, all right? I mean, look at that. Like, that's kind of funny when you think about it, right? The What's that, the flamingo with the with the pink legs that bend backwards? I mean, he was really kind of screwing around when he made stuff. He was having fun, and I love it. All right, beautiful world, beautiful world. I do have to go and plan the uh, Newsmax show tonight. It's Friday. Those are always interesting nights over there at the Newsmax, and uh, some interesting things. I think Ray Kelly might be on the show tonight. We'll see. So I got to go. Uh, title 42, the border is uh, blown up. And uh, at least, at least we know that Daniel Penny, who has been unfairly accused of manslaughter, will be sleeping in his own home tonight. It was relatively quick and I don't want to say easy. He was arrested, but turned himself into the 5th Precinct. They um, put him in handcuffs. They drove him downtown to the courthouse and uh, did not enter a plea. Is that what I'm told? Yeah, no plea, no plea, interestingly. But they let him go. And uh, do back on in court. I'm not sure when. Has that actually even been established? All right. So with that, very quickly, Mary, hi. Excellent. Very good. Fine. Okay. Get. Hello. All right. Mary, did you finish oh, up your... I'm glad you... you I yeah, missed you. So this is what I want to say. Oh. In, in the bigger picture, I, I, I forgot the name of the guy who was killed, who was... Um, on the train. Let's say his name Riley, whatever. So he had 44 previous arrests. He never went to jail. Never. Then we have one guy on his first, whatever he did, goes to jail. Do you see the disparity? No. Well, actually, I mean, obviously, there is in a big picture, but in a smaller, more narrow way, you're not exactly right. He was arrested. He was te- he was in jail. I don't know if Neely... Uh, 
uh, was ever sentenced to prison, but he did do time in jail. All right. He was arrested. That's when you go to jail. There's a difference between jail and prison. By the way, details of Neely's life are like very, very hard to find because big tech does not want us to know the story. Good luck finding the information. I had to do a deep dive to get information about this guy. Mary, I'm sorry I got to go except for Barbara in Huntington. Yes, Barbara. Hello again. Hello again. The press just proved itself to be the worst of what Ben Franklin feared because they looked at the people who were in the audience with Trump the other day and condemned them thoroughly and reminded us that half of the people in this country are the same as those people who were in the audience. And then even worse, they reached into our families. They said there are people in your families who think that way and who will vote that way. What a horrific, unthinkable thing for the, the press to designate itself as the, the destroyer of your family harmony and your family conversations. And I, I am determined by hearing that to share with other people the advice to do good to those around you, because that is how we help each other and that's how we keep our society civilized. I was in the grocery store the other day. I had just checked out, was waiting to walk out. A man came down the, down the row and he had two bouquets of flowers and he was just looking for, and he looked at me and he said, do you like flowers? Would you like a bouquet of flowers? He put the bouquet of flowers in my cart and he walked away. I will feel good about that for months. He had nothing to gain. He did a kind thing to someone around him. And we all need to remember that. I love it. Of course we do, Barbara. That's an amazing uh, little story there. huh? How about that? The little things, right? Didn't cost anything. Well, you know, two bucks for the flowers. But look at the wonderful thing that it left you with. I love it, Barbara. Let's be kind to each other. And uh, but we also got to be real. Thank you all. I'll see you tonight at seven, uh, 10, 10, 10.